This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Hubble, spelt H-U-B-B-L. It fuses streaming and free-to-air TV into a single experience, which means you don't have to go in and out of apps to discover content you'll love. Hubble, it's TV and streaming made easy. Good morning, I'm Siobhan Moran-McFarlane. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday, 27th of September. In your Squiz today, a big funeral in Japan, talking integrity in Canberra, Italy moves to the right, and a humanity-saving space mission. This is your Squiz today. Claire, Prime Minister Anthony Albanese is attending his second overseas state funeral in just eight days, this time for former Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, who was assassinated at a political rally in July at the age of 67. Abe's death was a big shock in a country where gun-related deaths are rare, uh, let alone one that targeted Japan's longest-serving Prime Minister. Uh, Joining Albanese there is former Prime Ministers John Howard, Tony Abbott and Malcolm Turnbull, all of whom have spoken very warmly about working with Abe during his period in power. Today, the funeral will begin mid-afternoon our time uh, and about 6,000 people will be attending. We won't see a repeat of Queen Elizabeth's funeral when it comes to world leaders attending, but US Vice President Kamala Harris, uh, Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi and also other global leaders will be there and it will all come at a very big cost. Yes, current estimates suggest it will cost $17.7 million, which is more than the Queen's funeral, and that could blow out further. But it isn't just about the cost, though, as many Japanese people think Abe doesn't deserve a state funeral, and that's led to widespread protests. So just for a bit of context, the only other state funeral held for a former leader was for Shigeru Yoshida in 1965. Yeah, and critics say that the honour ignores Abe's links to the controversial Unification Church, which also had a role in his death because the alleged shooter blamed the church for bankrupting his family. Uh, And there are some who just don't like Abe's politics, including his reinterpretation of Japan's pacifist constitution. Uh, Abe's supporters, though, say that that was necessary to protect Japan from an increasingly powerful China. Despite the controversies, current PM Fumio Kishida has defended the decision, saying that not only was Abe a distinguished former prime minister, but also it was only right as they'd received an outpouring of condolences from foreign leaders, including Albanese, who described him as one of Australia's closest friends on the world stage. Claire, Albanese might be in Japan, but it's a big day for his team in Canberra as the government gets ready to put legislation for the establishment of a National Anti-Corruption Commission, otherwise known as the NACC, before the parliament. Yeah, it's going to be called the NAC, knick-knack paddywhack. <laughs> There'll be all sorts of jokes about that, I'm sure. Uh, and that proposal is going to the Labor caucus today where party MPs and senators will give it the once-over. Uh, next is introducing the bill into the lower house 
House and that will likely be tomorrow. And then it will go to a committee involving representatives of both houses. There will be an inquiry into the legislation. And then after all of that, uh, Attorney General Mark Dreyfus will have to hustle to get it through by the end of the year or maybe early next year. So there's a bit of a way to go before it's actually established. And just a reminder about how the numbers work in Parliament, the Albanese government doesn't have the numbers to get its own way on legislation, so deals have to be done. And this time it's the coalition that's first in line with the major parties holding good faith discussions. Its leader, Peter Dutton, says he supports a commission, but there's still some wheeling and dealing to be done to knock it into its final shape. Moving overseas, Claire, and Italy has become the latest country to shift to the right after Giorgia Maloney, the leader of the far-right Brothers of Italy political party, claimed victory in the country's general election. So Maloney's party is predicted to win up to 26% of the vote. That's up from 4% in the 2018 election. And together with a couple of other right-wing parties, they look to have gained control of both houses of the national parliament. The alliance is set to form Italy's most right-wing government since the dictatorship of Benito Mussolini in World War II. Uh, And it'll make Maloney the country's first female prime minister. Uh, And one number for us Aussies to marvel over. Sunday's election saw a record low voter turnout of just 64%. Yes, our compulsory voting really means we are all responsible for the result. And after campaigning on lower taxes and curbing illegal immigration, if Maloney pulls it off, she will still face a number of pressing issues, including soaring energy prices, a slowing economy, and the ongoing war in Ukraine. Last week, Claire, the personal details of 9.8 million Aussies were exposed with telecommunications giant Optus revealing a major data hack. And now the Albanese government is getting ready to respond. So the big question that's been raised is why the company had been holding on to all that data uh, when a lot of it was from previous customers. There are also questions about whether the hackers stole the data via an avenue that involved no password or security restrictions. So lots of questions still to be answered. And speaking in Parliament yesterday, Home Affairs Minister Claire O'Neill said that the government's looking at privacy reforms in response, and that would include measures to make companies provide information more quickly after security breaches occur. The government's changes are unlikely to be the end of the matter, though, with law firm Slater and Gordon announcing that a class action lawsuit could be filed against Optus on behalf of both former and current customers. So something to keep an eye on if you've been affected. Sticking with technology, Claire, and American space exploration organisation NASA will do something quite unusual this morning by intentionally crashing a spacecraft into an asteroid. So the important thing to note is that this isn't a script from Armageddon or Don't Look (laughs) Up. And also, we're not coming to the end as an Earth. Everything's okay. (laughs) But it is part of a world-first experiment to see whether it would be possible to deflect an asteroid that's on track to hit the Earth, uh, which could see us go the way of the dinosaurs. So the mission is called DART, which is short for Double Asteroid Redirection Test, and it's targeting an asteroid that measures about 160 metres in diameter. It's called Dimorphos, and it's to see if they can alter its path. 
and us mere mortals will get a chance to see what unfolds with a briefcase-sized satellite set to record the collision and beam the images back down to Earth through a live stream. That's scheduled to happen a little after 9am Eastern time this morning, so we'll post a link to that in our episode notes. We talk a lot about cybercrime and hacking because almost every day there seems to be some breaking news about another big data breach. But NordVPN can help protect you online, kind of like a cyber bodyguard. It protects your personal and sensitive data while you're online to stop it from falling into the wrong hands. That way, you don't have to worry about keeping your identity and private data safe every time you log on. And even if you make a mistake and click on a dodgy link or open a suspicious email, NordVPN's threat protection will kick in and delete it before it makes a mess of your computer. To find out more and get a great discount, visit nordvpn.com forward slash squiz today. Claire, get your diary out because Netflix has finally announced the release date for Series 5 of The Crown. (laughs) It's the 9th of November. We've still got to work out whether that's the 9th of November in Europe and the US and whether it's the 10th of November here. These details are very important, but what they've said is 9th of November is the date. Uh, The fifth season is the season that will go through the Diana saga and, quite frankly, couldn't be more here for it. Definitely. And I was a bit behind the eight ball today when I found out that there's also going to be a series six of the show bringing us up to when William and Kate get together. And I doubt I'm the only one hoping for a further extension because, Claire, everybody wants to see the Meghan and Harry years. (laughs) Look, if it's going to make good TV, you can almost be guaranteed they'll do it. (laughs) Squiz the day, Claire. There's going to be a bit of coverage of Shinzo Abe's funeral, but somehow I doubt it will be as full on as the Queen's. Will you be watching? Oh, yeah, most definitely. I think those big events are quite extraordinary and particularly in a different culture. So I'm really going to be looking out for that at about three o'clock our time. Yeah, I'm also curious to check out the fashions, but not for the foreign leaders, but more the traditional clothing of some of the Japanese attendees. Like, Mm. especially I think the traditional kimonos are just so beautiful. So I really hope that there is some Mm. of that in there as well. Yeah, good shout out. That's all from us today, but have a great day and we will chat to you again tomorrow. Hi there, it's Bryce from Squiz Kids, the daily news podcast for small people. March is Women's History Month and we're celebrating over on our socials. Every weekday this month, we're throwing the spotlight on a different iconic woman from Australia's rich history. Follow us on Instagram via the handle at Squiz Kids to learn the backstories of some incredible Aussie women and together honour their legacies. <laughs>